0: unlike today it would have nothing but your name upon it (laughs) all proper gentlemen carried them welcome to we want answers the podcast where we research the internet's most stuffy stuffy questions and useless answers my name is Liz. My name is Carolyn. And today's episode is about the Victorian era. Yes. Yeah. This was really fun. I kind of I learned a lot. I'm not a big history person. Carolyn is a history person.
1: Yeah, that was honestly a lot of pressure. So that
0: I picked the Victorian era. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and I'm like, I hope I'm not asked to explain anything.
0: No, because you this probably is not will. My specialty. It's not. No. Archie, part. Didn't you like the. Romantic period?
1: No, it's not that I don't like it. I actually love it. I love learning about it, but it's not my actual specialty. Okay. So modern history is not really my strength, so.
0: Oh, well, the Victorian era. This topic
1: was actually a suggestion from mom.
0: Oh, from mom. Mom suggested Victorian era. Thanks, mom. This is a good one. The Victorian era is technically from June 20th, 1837 until January 22nd, 1901. And it was basically while Queen Victoria was the queen.
1: Was was still kicking.
0: Yeah. And she, I just learned, was the the longest reigning queen.
1: Until Elizabeth II. Until
0: Elizabeth, which is the current queen. How
1: long has she been queen? A long ass time. She is ancient. She
0: is. Yeah, I learned a lot about Queen Victoria and I guess some things that I probably already knew from that era. For some reason, when we were going to look it up, I thought it was older than that. So when I found out it's more like it actually goes into the 20th century, I was like, oh, okay.
1: So it's. Yeah, but just barely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Victorians were fucking weird, man. There's just so many weird cultural shit that I will never understand.
0: Yeah. And how
1: they were like so buttoned up and like. Modest and you know how they were so stuck up about and like kind of things prudish, and then really weird about other things. I, <laughs> I don't know, it's crazy.
0: Did you watch? Someone mentioned a show called Victoria.
1: Oh yeah. I'd did you that. watch that? Yeah.
0: How did you feel about it?
1: It was really good. Assuming they mean the one with Jenna Coleman in it, it was lovely. Mm. I really like the movie The Young Victoria, which has Emily Blunt.
0: Is it – do you think it's, like, accurate?
1: I don't – I mean, I can't really say, but it is really well known that Victoria and Prince Albert had a serious, like, love –
0: yeah, from other. what it it sounded like, she was like obsessed with him, and he did love her too. But it was like clear that she was so into him, and when she very wore, like sexual with him. And they would like embarrass the maids in the house with their like oh my god <laughs> craziness. And that she was like five feet tall.
1: Yeah, she was really she was really short. Squat. Yeah, she was a squat lady. Yeah, and she after he died, she wore black for the rest of her life. Oh yeah, and that's where that kind of custom of wearing black to funerals. Yeah,
0: she never stopped mourning, morning. and she had her maids lay out his outfit every day. Still, yeah, after he passed,
1: just kind of whatever. I guess they're getting paid to do it, but <laughs> yeah, they're like,
0: "All right, you sure I'm, again?"
1: I mean, I'm there are worse ways to deal with grief.
0: But. Oh sure, sure. Anyway, let's get going. You can. You should go first.
1: Oh okay. Okay, this was really interesting, and I saw this mentioned more than once, so hopefully it's true. Question. What are some of the things that were acceptable in Victorian times but we would find disgusting? Ted Olson says, In Utah, piano legs were covered, as were the arms, necks, and legs of all respectable Mormon women. So, and I did see this, that they put ruffled coverings over piano legs. Just, just so bizarre.
0: Oh, you mean like the part of under the piano where the person's leg could be seen, like their ankles? No, well, I. Or are you talking about the actual piano itself?
1: That, I take it to mean the actual piano itself, which is
0: because it was scandalous that the, the, do-
1: <laughs> that the. I have no idea what the logic was.
0: <laughs> that's crazy,
1: but it's kind of bizarre. I have another answer.
0: Okay, because I have an answer to that question, too. I'm, but so far, it's, you have a different, okay. different answer.
1: This one comes from Will Kramer, who has a BA in history from Cal State Northridge. The way people were so prejudiced against any race other than white, the term a dead Indian is a good Indian gives you an idea. How the environment was treated, how women weren't allowed to go to many colleges, and for the most part, not allowed to vote. There are many more examples, but these are some of the things that were acceptable back then and that are disgusting today, which they are disgusting, but they also very much exist. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, today. no, that's uh, that's still happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty uh, badly. I'm sorry, Will. You got to open, <laughs> open your little baby someone, eyes.
0: Someone's got to tell Will, you guys, <laughs> who's going to do it. No, I, not it. Not
1: it. Nose goes
0: no. So my answer to what are some things that were acceptable in Victorian times, but we would find disgusting answer. I'm going to say two things. The people not being able to bathe well back then must have been totally disgusting. Everyone must have stunk. At least they could have washed up a little bit better. No running water inside the house. No modern toilets. I've seen old-fashioned basins and pitchers for water in antique markets, but here people had many hygiene issues. They either don't clean well or didn't care. They also wore very heavy clothing, even in the hot weather. They also didn't have deodorant and other products that would have helped them back then. (laughs) That's so, like, judgy towards people that didn't have modern
1: plumbing. (laughs) Yeah, and and they had ways of staying hygienic, I think. But yeah, it's – I mean, overall, the first thing you read about any historical period is that it just smelled really bad. All the time, all yeah. The time.
0: And I was reading about the horses everywhere, just crapped all over the street, and it was just – there was shit everywhere.
1: Yeah, pretty disgusting. Pretty gnarly,
0: greasy, shitty time. yeah. Be grateful for your shower. (laughs) And then the second thing he had to say, number two, photographing and waking the deceased. Highly popular in the Victorian era to take photos of your deceased loved one with your family gathered around, sometimes propped up to look alive like the rest of them. I've always been interested in photography and ghost spirits afterlife. So that's right down my alley. The photos I've seen of some of the dead in the Victorian area have been quite interesting. Some have waited to photograph their loved ones way too long and are sitting beside a half-part decayed skeleton. I don't know why they want to remember them as hideous as that. People also saved and braided hair into brooches. On this day and age, or in this day and age, it's kind of a taboo to whip out a camera at grandma's funeral. And he said something after this about how he heard that like a rapper got shot or something and his family tried to do that and make him look like he was at a party like Weekend at Bernie's. But yeah, anyway, that's not the first time that I I saw several people talking about how they would take pictures of the dead like
1: that. That was like the number one answer I was seeing everywhere was like, what are the weird things from the Victorian era? And it was all, you know, post mortem pictures and stuff yeah
0: i didn't see any i don't really like i had i have people, seen them but- and
1: a lot of the time you can't tell they're dead which is like the weirdest part but yeah they would do it with children as well oh my god that's so weird it's a little weird, but I also think it's not too different with how a lot of other cultures deal with death. And I feel like because of the funeral industry, we are so far removed from-
0: I know. I was thinking of that book. The realities that, um, of death. That Caitlin Doty, the famous mortician, she wrote a really cool book that we have both read about the way different cultures and people around the world deal with death. And we are by far in America the most- removed from the death process and like ew dead people and we are, you know, one of the only or the few that send them to like a an embalmer or like a mortician to just have them they do all that work. Because in other cultures the family does that and they do keep them yeah. in the home for like several days and have ceremonies and sort of ritual sort of things.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think which book was that? Was that Smoke Gets in Your Eyes or From Here to Eternity? I
0: think it was Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. It yeah. was the first one.
1: It's a great book. You should check it out.
0: And maybe it was from here to maybe well, either one. I mean you just look them both up. They're of them they're both really good. They're
1: very readable. Also, you can get if you get the audiobook, she narrates it and it's great.
0: Oh yeah. Love an audiobook.
1: Another thing I was gonna mention. There's a show on Netflix called The Casketeers. And it is a Maori family that runs a funeral home in New Zealand. And it's just really amazing to see how they conduct Aboriginal funerals and and just death care for Aboriginal communities. And also it's hilarious because the husband has like, he's like, the wife is like always rolling her eyes at him. Because he's like he wants to buy a new leaf blower and just leaf blow the the parking lot all day and he's like super type A and like <laughs> it's really cute, but he's also just the most wonderful caring person who talks to his deceased.
0: The families and
1: Yeah, yeah. He he talks to he talks to the individuals that are dead. And he's like doing their makeup. And you see him teaching others how to respect the dead and and how to care for them in a very tangible, hands on way.
0: That's so cool. cool. That's so cool. I can't imagine doing that because I'm very creeped out by dead things, very creeped out. But I think that that's amazing. And I think it takes a really special person. And like our mom was a hospice nurse for.
1: Many years. Many
0: years. And, like, you have to be a really, really special person to be there after a person dies or, like, to lead them from life to death.
1: Wow. That got a lot of Super try. off topic. But,
0: <laughs> its I mean, it It does – it is related. It is really interesting that they – I just wonder when that changed because that wasn't very long ago, the Victorian era, where they were clearly more comfortable with the dead.
1: Well, the embalming started during war – World War I or World War II, I can't remember. It must be World War I when they had to ship bodies back and they needed to be preserved a little longer.
0: God, I wonder how they figured that out. That's super interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, there was a lot of really fucked up science around that time as well. <laughs> so, I mean, in the 19th century specifically. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, and then I guess just the, the development of the funeral industry is one of like the most profitable industries out there.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what out. Caitlin Doty talks about. <laughs> this is getting a little off track, but still, it's fine. With how so many funeral homes are paid by these companies, basically sling caskets, really expensive caskets, and like pushing the families to go up and being like, don't they deserve this? And don't they deserve to be buried in this fancy <laughs> fucking yeah. box that's going to take forever to decompose? Or, you know, like, what am I trying to say? What's the word?
1: degrade degrade sure yeah
0: it's actually it's kind of messed it's, it's uh, super messed up messed and up.
1: especially because funerals are so or are, are like almost unaffordable these days if you want to get like a standard funeral so yeah fuck that well, i green burial is the green burial
0: go. we should have a we should go off on another tangent on another yeah. episode anyway
1: yeah we'll do an episode about this um
0: <laughs> back to the Victorian area. Era, area, era.
1: The area. <laughs> God,
0: I keep saying that. My first question: Introducing yourself in the Victorian era? Can anyone answer the question, if I meet someone that I don't know, how will I introduce myself with a Victorian era answer? <laughs> That's the weirdest question, <laughs> or the weirdest phrase question. Answer. Oh, I'm not going to know how to say this. You would present a carte de visite. This is like an, a French carte de visite. Yeah, I do not know how to say that. It's card de visite basically in French. You would present that with your name emblazoned in roundhand script. This is a standard size business card of about two inches by three and a half inches. Why I was like, why are you starting to yell? Because that they, that's what they did. Unlike today, it would have nothing but your name upon it. All proper gentlemen carried them. And all proper ladies carried a fan with which to delicately demure from accepting same with a gesture or movement so finely framed as to almost be undiscernible to the untutored eye. There was a whole language of the fan that every lady and gentleman of culture and breeding was supposed to have more than a passing familiarity with. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know if that person actually answered. (laughs) Or.
1: Well, it sounds like they're saying that men had business cards.
0: Men had business cards and women had a fan that they, there was like a whole, like, I don't know. I kind of noticed that in Bridgerton, there was like a whole choreography to the fan, like the art of the fan and hiding your face and looking down and like.
1: Yeah.
0: Fans, man. Yeah. The question was, if I meet someone that I don't know how, will I introduce myself with a Victorian era answer? It's it's all confusing. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) It's funny.
1: (laughs) there's so many weird hypothetical questions. <laughs> I loved them all. Okay, my next question. How did women at formal balls relieve themselves in Victorian London? Oh yeah, London? I thought one. <laughs> the answer comes from Polly Peeps. And you know where they like put their qualification or whatever. Mm-hmm. It says, "I have wet myself." Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the an- the answer is At a formal ball, a woman would have excused herself to get some fresh air and she would have gone outside onto the terrace lawn where she would have stood with her feet a little apart and she would have gently peed. Gently? (laughs) All would be hidden beneath her skirt. (laughs) And then Mark Kell replied and said, what? Are you fairly sure about that? Seems incredible. I am gobsmacked. (laughs) And then Polly Polly Peeps replied, the underwear of the days was designed with this in mind. People were not hung up about it then. There were no public toilets for women because this is what women did then. And then George Hunt said, I would assume they had a bag tied to their leg. Use your imagination.
0: (laughs) I don't have to because it's well documented. Yeah. I did read that actually those the dresses like they didn't. I think they started out not wearing like the bloomers and like all that stuff under. They only started wearing those when they were riding horses more and yeah. that they didn't have all the underwear and like layers and layers. So they really could just kind of like squat how, down. How do yeah. you not
1: pee on your dress though? I've,
0: I don't know. I did. There were a lot of questions about like how did they not get horse crap all over their dresses when they're like walking around outside since it was everywhere. But actually there were plenty of pictures of the dresses don't go down to the ground. They were, like, kind of go to the upper ankle area. So,
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. Interesting. Cool. My next question. Flappers in the 1920s, I need to know all all about them?
1: Wait, how is this Victorian?
0: In the 1920s.
1: That's 20 years after the period ended.
0: Oh. This was all up in the Victorian thing, and I thought I checked the dates, but... (laughs)
1: Go ahead and read it.
0: Okay, this is slightly post-Victorian era. Now I feel really stupid.
1: (laughs) No, don't.
0: Okay, flappers in the 1920s, I need to know all about them? I have to compare flappers in the 20s to today's youth. The only problem is I don't know anything about them, except apparel.
1: Except for their fashion.
0: Yeah, it's all except, (laughs) A-C-C-E-P-T, and then apparel, (laughs) A-P-A-R-A-L. I guess... Right after the Victorian era, where everyone was, like, all, ooh, and, like, buttoned up, Um, (laughs) they kind of went in the other direction because flappers were known as very provocative. And anyway, that'll be a part of my answer. It was very edgy. Yeah. Answer. The term flapper in the 1920s referred to a new breed of young women who wore short skirts, bobbed their hair, listened to the new jazz music and flaunted their disdain for what was then considered acceptable behavior. Flappers were seen as brash for wearing excessive makeup, drinking, treating sex in a casual manner, smoking, driving automobiles, and otherwise flouting social and sexual norms.
1: Sounds like a blast.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm like, damn, why wasn't I there? Flappers had their own slang with terms like snuggle pup, (laughs) a man who frequents petting parties, and Barney mugging. Sex,
1: Barney mugging,
0: their dialect reflected their promiscuity and drinking habits. I have to go see a man about a dog often meant going to buy whiskey and a handcuff or manacle was an engagement or wedding ring. Also reflective of their preoccupations, they had many ways to express approval such as that's so Jake or that's the bee's knees or a more (laughs) popular one, the cat's pajamas.
1: Oh, my God. Cool beans. know,
0: <laughs> I hate cool beans. Well, I'll tell you, history is not my strong point. And that's why you just learned about flappers. So you should be thanking <laughs> me, honestly.
1: That was a little uh, surprise thrown in there.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that was on purpose. <laughs> Shaking it up. I was just testing you.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, so pleased with how many questions I find that intersect with other episode topics that we've done or are I know going to do I see it all the time maybe it's like when you get you notice you like a, a car new and then you notice that car everywhere yeah yeah question I had a dream from the Victorian era <laughs> call back to
0: a dream oh yeah. dreams hasn't technically come out yet but it it will Before this, It depends
1: what order we release things in. I had a dream from the Victorian era. I had a dream. It was dark, almost pitch black. I was sitting at a small table with a man, and we were sitting across from each other. There were two dimly lit candles. We were both wearing Victorian clothing, and the room seemed old. I remember looking at the man intently. Then he said to me something to the effect of, If I wanted you, I'd have you. I reacted as if I were shocked and scooted back from the table in my chair. Then he grabbed me and started kissing me very passionately. (laughs) I have no clue where this all came from. All I remember is waking up so I could write down this amazing dream. I've never had a dream like this, and I would love to know the interpretation. Thanks so much. (laughs) And then the answer comes from Elwood Blues, who says... Dreams play a very important role in our well-being. It is during the rapid eye movement, or REM, sleep, that many complex metabolic functions take place that bring healing to our bodies and minds. This usually takes place between the hours of 3 and 5 a.m., and in this relatively short time, we are made whole again and able to face another day. Blah 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 blah. Now, on to your dream. In this particular drama, the setting is probably the most important element. You have been transported to a time where manners, etiquette, fashion, and style were of paramount importance. At the same time, there was a simmering sexuality that characterized the era that has great appeal to you. You are a romantic at heart and long to be seduced. This is far different than just being a lover, wife, or mate. This requires passion, intent, and a flame burning inside. Your unconscious mind has perceived your longing and provided it for you in this romantic interlude. Given your nature, I would move heaven and earth to see that it becomes reality in your waking life. Best wishes to you.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I mean, that's uh, drawing a lot. Yeah. from Sounds from like dream. a
1: sexy Victorian dream, though.
0: Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that it means anything. You're just uh, probably watching too much TV. (laughs) I loved all these. I like wanted to. I kept choosing Queen Victoria related things because I just like to learn about her. Question. Why did Queen Victoria choose Prince Albert? Answer. Ah, the poor man died, didn't he? He had too much to drink or drink even. She wasn't bad when she was young, but it's just as well he died when he did. Imagine being married to Queen Victoria. No Nuki at all.
1: <laughs> uh, do they know how many children she had?
0: I know. Well, that's, that's a part of my next question. But
1: <laughs> look at this first sentence. It's
0: it like, sounds- ah, the poor man died, didn't he? It sounds Jamaican. <laughs> it does. The way it's spelled it made me laugh. This is so untrue. This person is telling a lie. <laughs> Several.
1: <laughs> Just simply false.
0: it's simply false because they were very intimate a lot, I guess. It's a part of history. Everyone was talking about it.
1: Yeah. Once you get married, do do it all. <laughs> okay, anonymous asks, how was farting viewed during the Victorian era? <laughs> yes. Why didn't I find this I one? saw this and I had to include it, <laughs> even though I don't really have, like, that great options for an answer. Remy Cool replies, it's usually smelled more than it's viewed, but maybe things were different back then. Viewed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and most people are saying, like, women would get so embarrassed that they would just die. What? And that's why they fainted. No. Like, no. No. It was probably just an unfortunate reality that they overlooked.
0: (laughs) Listen to the beginning of the job interview. Well, you can listen to the whole thing. Listen to the beginning of the job interviews episode to hear more about how people react to farting in front of others.
1: Yeah, if if farting is the topic you came here for, (laughs) you're in luck. (gasps) Oh my God. Literally
0: for the last like... So many episodes, there's always some sort of hoop-related question or (laughs)
1: discussion. 90% of the time, it comes from Liz. Yeah, I know.
0: The fact that it's (laughs) you this time is funny. Okay.
1: This is my last one.
0: I thought I had so many, and this is my last one. Why did Queen Victoria despise children?
1: Uh, what?
0: Answer. She despised babies in particular, as she simply thought that they were ugly. She referred to her daughter, the Princess Royal, as ugly following her birth and had a massive (laughs) showdown with Prince Albert where she stated that all baby are ugly. She hated the fact that babies were useless and would drool, poo, and sleep, but did not slash could not do anything else. She really disliked and did not see any cuteness in a baby whatsoever. She placed the care of her two eldest children in the care of the Hanoverian Baroness Louise Lizin, who had a huge altercation with the prince consort following an illness that the Princess Royal suffered in which she implemented a vigorous regime of starving the cold and closing all the windows in order to retain intense heat in the nursery, so that the princess royal would be able to sweat out the cold. The prince consort was incensed and accused the baroness of almost killing their child. The queen sided with Baroness Lazen, which caused a huge argument between the queen and the prince consort. This resulted in the baroness being dismissed. What did I just read? <laughs> you don't know. I swear to God, I read this differently when I put it here, but that was all one sentence, pretty much,
1: just saying that she thought babies were ugly, yeah, when they're first born. I mean, she's pretty not wrong.
0: Much. No, yeah, no, she's not. I mean, she's some babies are, but most of them are not. I'm, I'm sorry that you thought your baby was so cute, but most other people probably didn't. Anyway. I got really confused as I was reading it about the references to like the prince and the princess and the consort and the royal and all that stuff. Anyway, I guess she despised children, even though Queen Victoria had nine children. And what I read somewhere was that she kept getting annoyed that she was getting pregnant because really she just wanted to have sex with the prince. And then he, you know, she would end up being pregnant and then get in a situation where she had to like not have sex for a while.
1: Bummer. Real bummer. I can't believe Queen Victoria invented sex.
0: <laughs> ay, ay,
1: ay. I, I got so many questions because I was worried that some of them wouldn't work. But
0: And like I was trying to find more, but I just kept running across like the same sort of things or like I just didn't feel like using them.
1: Yeah. Question. I wish I was born in the Victorian age. <laughs> I just don't like this age. And I know, though, we have gotten used to the Internet. I know I can do without it, but how I crave for the elegance and manners, the lovely dresses and the hot, hot gentlemen. He, 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 he. I really (laughs) wish I was born in the Victorian age. Sad face, sad face. Does anyone else feel a similar pang each time you see a classic like Pride and Prejudice and wish you were there?
0: Oh, my God. Girl, you're like really overly romanticizing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This era. No, No kidding. Any depiction you see of the Victorian era shows, like, how fucking gritty it was. Well, not all of them, I guess. But Pride and Prejudice is Regency era anyway. Obviously. Oh, obviously. Duh. She has, like, three updates but that are responses. But anyway, this response comes from Lauren Duke. Then just be elegant. <laughs> That's it. Easy peasy. Yeah. Another reply. When women were women and not sluts. Yeah, I wish I was born back then too. Plus, there's no fear of being born a low commoner. At least for me. I have always been a blue blood happy face. What? What does that mean? I don't know. I really don't. Another answer from Anonymous. Oh, yes. I agree with Nicole. I would love to be born in that era. What I can't understand is why some people seem so angry at such a simple and romantic question. I guess you all lack imagination. I would love to be a lovely Victorian lady. I think most people today don't have any morals in them. They are rude and crude and dirty-minded. People back then just had class and style and they were polished. I suppose most people here are descended from poor people whose ancestors starved in the Victorian times. (gasps) Oh my god! (laughs) That might be why they are so scared to even contemplate a life back then. It's just basically a clash between people of bad families and people of good families.
0: Oh my god!
1: (laughs) What? Oh my god! What an what? Who has been feeding this to her? Like sounds like a
0: fucking Republican. Really? If
1: she doesn't think there were rude, crude, and dirty-minded people back then, she is sorely mistaken. Sorely mistaken. Sorely mistaken. And that people were shitty back then too. It's just it's not fucking you're watching too much Netflix, yeah, we just don't have we don't have the pretenses anymore about, yeah, being they shitty. were just <laughs> keeping they had to keep it
0: in, they had to fake it, yeah. they had to like fake,
1: and there was there was a lot of like there were c d underworlds, okay, and not to mention just out and out colonialism that was super super fucked up, so yeah, I think I mean they they obviously have some rosy fantasies here. I guess it's hard not to when you're watching pretty costumes on TV. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I do want to wear one of those costumes one day.
0: They always do those in really good shows when they do the Victorian era costuming. It's so, it looks so cool. They do such a good job. Is Bridgerton Victorian era? It's Regency. Oh, what's the difference?
1: Regency was right before. There was like the Georgian era which was King George, and then his son, was his son George? I'm not sure, but he was too young, so that's why it's a regency, because he's, he's being, somebody is ruling in place of him.
0: Oh, is that what a regency is?
1: Yeah, so his mother would have been the regent. Oh. Yeah, and then after that was the Victorian era, and then after that was the Edwardian era.
0: Wow. Carolyn's go to history. I'm not good. Yeah.
1: And I probably, I don't know. I would never remember
0: that. (laughs) I'm not good at remembering anything.
1: Well, the thing about the more that I learn about history, the more I always feel that nothing is right. Nothing is fact. There's just way too much to debunk and way too much to, to say, oh, that's a generalization that's just somebody's interpretation. Of,
0: yeah, it's kind of like a game of telephone.
1: It is. You absolutely. Know? And it, it is – history itself is interpretation. So we don't know everything, and everything we know is probably not true, but
0: <laughs> – Or it's been, like, bastardized in some way. Exactly. Like, there's some truth to it, but
1: – Exactly. So that's why I never feel like I actually know anything.
0: You know more than the general population.
1: Yeah, it's really useful. It was useful just now. <laughs> <laughs> you taught me something.
0: And it's useful at trivia.
1: <laughs> yeah. was two instances uh, of you. my own <laughs> creation.
0: We should totally do like the medieval, the medieval ages. It's ages. The Middle is, Ages. Is the Middle Ages full of different eras or is that considered an era?
1: It is an overarching era but it spans so long depending on who you talk to where in the world you are it can span a thousand years so oh my it's, god it's not very specific hmm. anyway yeah i'd love to do one on the middle ages but it would probably just be about
0: death and diseases
1: yeah but also just about well cuz it's also considered the dark ages because we don't have any written history from that really? Period. Yeah, not really. I mean, there was no
0: pencils?
1: <laughs> no, they they had pencils, but we we just like don't have a lot of.
0: That's so weird though. Then area. why are it's like every other time is covered in some way, even Bible times and
1: Yeah, I think it just has to do with the different civilizations at that time and how how much instability there was with people trying to conquer one another.
0: Well, I didn't know that we didn't know that much about it. I really don't know anything about history.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, those were, that was fun. That I was. feel like there's so much more. I know. To, like, I than feel like we in just into. barely
0: touched the tip of the iceberg. And now I like want to do more historical subjects because it actually made me have to read the same thing, you know, over and over, which made me kind of like get more interested in it. And-
1: yeah. What I've found is that growing up, we are taught history in a very one-dimensional way or two-dimensional if you want but the more that i learn the more i can see those each era kind of expanding and it's way more layered so i'm i have like a better concept of what things were like in like each era Hmm. i don't know it's hard to explain yeah man but i like it
0: i like it a lot all right let's do some questions with john
1: Questions with John. Let's do it. Okay, we've got our question from John. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Oh, boy. Okay. As with regards to the Victorian era, (laughs) would you rather bring back Victorian rates of cholera Slash tuberculosis, or have to wear a corset and never show your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's good. Hard. For the sake of like preserving lives, I guess I would have to go with the corset and the never showing my ankles, but that sounds shitty. I
0: hate that one. Because <laughs> especially after you're used to like wearing shorts and skirts and stuff, that would drive me crazy. What about me?
1: I know. <laughs> what about me and my comfort? Yeah, it sounds awful. But maybe you can live in a place where it's more comfortable to wear that type of... uh I mean, I think it was probably never comfortable. But you would look fabulous.
0: Yeah, I guess I would look fabulous. God damn it, John. I hate this one. <laughs> uh, so what were the...
1: Ra- with cholera and... Bring back Victorian rates of cholera and tuberculosis. How bad was that? It was devastating. It was absolutely devastating.
0: God damn it! Okay, fine. Ugh, I hate when I have to consider other people's well-being.
1: Yeah. Well, and then with cholera, I mean that happens in a lot of places that don't have access to clean water.
0: Oh God. So
1: I mean, for that to happen would be pretty, pretty devastating.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: So you would sacrifice your your comfort
0: yeah at least yeah i could wear the corset which might be like kind of cool the ankle thing would annoy me but i guess there are worse things in life
1: yeah but you don't really have to do much to be scandalous then show your ankle to somebody yeah
0: i'm just so they're
1: like whoa what a slut oh my god (laughs) (laughs) what Uh, a fuggly (laughs) slut thanks john thanks john (laughs) (laughs)
0: that was super interesting to me. Now I just, like I said, I want to do a bunch of more like historical topics. Yeah. And see what crazy questions people have about those.
1: I'm always down for that. Yeah. Even though I feel like I'm not well-versed on everything. So, but I can approach it like, any regular person yeah
0: yeah you know way more than than most people and i don't know shit and i got to go on there and like learn some stuff and you have like a you know interesting take on it too as a person that studied history so i don't know anyway hoped you guys liked it
1: yeah i know that's kind of a weird topic that we pulled out of nowhere but that's kind of how it goes with this podcast
0: (laughs) yeah and if you have any topic ideas we really love to get any suggestions? Yeah. If you don't like this topic, then why don't you then come up why with why a better you? one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Email us. Just do it. We want answers pod at gmail.com.
1: Or Instagram us at we want answers pod.
0: Or go to our website with all the information you might need at. We want answers pod at Gmail. Uh, no, we want answers pod.com. Sorry, I've like oh mentally God. checked
1: out. Wow. We just had a few more seconds left and you just. My attention hold span in. is
0: terrible. <laughs> Website is we want answers pod.com. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye bye.